Welcome to this podcast. Welcome to Two Tight Dads. Uh, this is the podcast for all the dads and indeed parents out there who need a little bit of moral support as we tackle this wild ro- roller coaster known as life. Uh, I'm Andy, and I'm joined in the in the studio, the home studio, by Kevin. How's it going, Kevin? It's going good, Andy. I'm just trying not to cringe at the metaphor of the wild roller coaster of life. I'm well, starting bit... to understand why your writer's career eluded you. <laughs> Was that, was that not up to your usual lofty standards? What? No, it's it, it, not it is bit, Am I being harsh? I it's, a, it's a little bit hackneyed. I a mean, little if, bit. if it's not a wild roller coaster, I would say it's a long trudge on a hike when you've got a 40 kilogram backpack, mm. you haven't eaten for four hours, and you've got two small children in tow. How about that for a minute? It is like the SAS training course that you're destined to fail. Yeah, assault course. Mm. What uh, do they call it? Hell week. But yeah, real. and there's that kind of that sleep deprivation section as well. Yeah, you've which, got function for like a week on four hours sleep. That's I imagine most school. parents who go through hell week are like, mm, is that it? <laughs> Is that all you got? That's <laughs> true. If the, the Navy SEALs want quality recruits, They're just a get a whole, yeah, a whole bunch of parents of young kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or to, to, to lift the level of Hell Week, they just throw some toddlers in there. Mm. <laughs> and all these hardened, you know, trained professional soldiers. <laughs> ah, stop! I can't take it! <laughs> Let me out! Enhanced injury. The waterboarding's gone. We're bringing in the toddlers. <laughs> no! No! Not anything! I'll talk! I'll talk! No more whining. What's that smell? Oh, God, we can stop. Anyway. Oh, that was a digression. So so uh, to all the listeners, if you didn't like the roller coaster metaphor, um, feel free to make use of our SAS um, mm-hmm. analogy. Uh, I'm sure it's something you can all relate to. Yeah. So uh, so we're back for episode 10 of the podcast. And it's been it's been a... Pretty, uh, pretty big. What fortnight since we last recorded? Mm. We had Father's Day uh, here in New Zealand, at least. Mm. Is it Father's Day in Australia as well? I think it's in Australia. It might be a Southern Hemisphere. A thing. Southern Hemisphere thing. So Happy Father's Day to all the dads um, listening. Um, thank you very much to all the mums or the other dads listening who you know took kids off hands for you know for a morning or a day mm-hmm. kev you and i um played golf with mm. with another friend of ours we, we were did. given given very bourgeois yeah it was a bit mm. bourgeois but um it was nice it was, very, it was, it was nice. great i couldn't yeah. i couldn't walk for or bend my back for about two days afterwards no 18 holes jesus it's, it's a, a long it's a long stretch time. i know yeah yeah I, golf's one of those funny things eh? it's like where you if you don't play much and then you'll go out with some dude who's 70 and yeah. he'll get off the 18 and he'll be fresh as a daisy because he's got that sort of yeah. he'll old only, man golf fit. He'll only be knocking it at like 100 metres down the fairway every single mm. time. But you know what? He's going to beat you by a good 30-odd shots. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was good. I mean, what is it? Four hours? Five hours? You just yeah. the solid the tranquility, the serenity. It was all about Punch the serenity. it only by <laughs> fucking hell. <Yeah. laughs> go straight. Well, you broke three clubs on route. <laughs> So it's quite an expensive article for you, I guess. But look, they just having a fall over my knee. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was an accident. Mm. Uh, so anyway, so I hope everybody else um, enjoyed their Father's Day. Um, and then we had, uh, well, we hit a hundred followers on um, on Twitter. That was which, that was bigger for me than Father's Day. To be that honest. was that was a, probably a greater achievement, really. Um, but uh, and so so Kevin decided to celebrate. Um, so firstly, thank you to all the um, the people who follow us on Twitter. I still don't entirely know why you do it, but um, but you know we're grateful. But Kev decided 
to celebrate by um, ceremonious or unceremoniously culling one of our social media channels. So mm. Instagram's been given the boot. Been given the boot. We're too to elaborate. We're just too pretty for it. <laughs> We're too pretty for Instagram. I don't think we posted any photos of us, do we? No. We oh, I posted one of myself as like a six-year-old, I think, but that was, that mm. was about it. And that got us banned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was um, yeah, frowned upon. Uh, so too, anyway. too much work. I think you've got to be wired a certain way to want to take an awful lot of selfies yeah it's um yeah mm. probably not for us but anyway so i did put up a bit of a fight for those um uh who were who were following us on instagram um mum and my sister mm. i see, apologize see you on the weekend yeah yeah for real <laughs> i'll just show you the photos on my phone rather mm. than um, posting them Do you know, i came across a really weird social media trend oh amongst the kids Do I really want this to week you're familiar with tiktok uh, yes. Yeah. Well, in, in theory, I don't mm. actually know what it does, but yeah. So, you know, it's the app that they're, they're trying to ban. Yeah, like, right. Trump wants to ban it, right? Is it video? Short videos? Sh- short videos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's this thing on there called a POV, a point of view. Right. Right. But it's honestly the cheesiest, most narcissistic fucking so, thing you've ever seen. So is it like a mode or a function? So if it's like the world's bad actors got together and these are their audition tapes. <laughs> oh, God. It's unbelievable. We've so seen, an I've example would be like POV, um, me being at a party and then seeing you from across the room and it'll be a guy recording himself pretending to do that. He'll, this guy was like laughing, ah, ha, ha, and then he stops and he does sort of like oh his version God. of sexy eyes at the camera and that's it. God. It's just, I don't understand. That sounds it. horrible. It is. I don't know. So I don't what know what... What what sort of engagement are you looking for? I don't by posting this, that. This is a mystery. Because yeah. I can kind of see that. But it's all these kind of dance, you're sort of young guys. Like who are in their I don't know, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Is it a new form of dating or, you know, like a sort of more innocent version of Tinder or something? I don't know I don't know what it is. Some of them look like they're auditioning for like a D grade movie. Well they probably are. Maybe they are. Maybe yeah, they think this is probably road the, to... the way in. Yeah. Mm. Oh god. But anyway. Okay, well so I'd better shut down that TikTok <laughs> shut account. Down the TikTok account. Is that the... not what we're trying to do? I think that's very much what we're trying to do. But yeah. mm. okay. POV. I was I'm doing a podcast and then I think of you in the shower. Yeah. Something like not no, you. No, god. no, but that's what it would be. Uh, that's this, an example. This intro has just gone way off track. All right. We're really going off piece here. Dad's dreams. Dad's dreams. Dad's dreams. Dad's dreams. All right, Kevin. Dad's dreams this evening. We are drinking the Talisker. How many years is it? That looks like an old. The the label looks very retro. The Talisker Sky. Let me describe it for the uh, for the listeners. So it's a kind of a. Um, a pale blue background of a you know we're going to tweet a photo sky. of it yeah we'll tweet a photo yeah sky with some some sea in the foreground and it just says Talisker sky single malt scotch whiskey that looks doesn't like, have I imagine a, that's the shoreline of sky is the picture there I would think so but it doesn't have a um a year or an age kind of reference to it um but the reason I wanted to to try um the Talisker um is because this was the first whiskey I really sort of got into. And I haven't, I haven't drunk it for a long time. And um, and I don't know. Have you? Are you a Talisker guy? Do you... I do. Well, I do like Talisker. I have a, a good story about a wild night out on the Isle of Skye, which I think actually I on the Isle of Skye, on the Isle of Skye, just up the road from the Talisker. Was that the one with the fisherman? You went with back the to the fisherman's house and yeah. got and trained got a, how to, you know, eat cheese on fish. toast. Oh, cheese on toast. That's mm. right. Yeah. 
Yes, I was surprised there wasn't fish on the menu. <laughs> but no, we got, yeah, we got absolutely, uh, this was backpacking around Scotland, and we got absolutely nutted on Talisker in the only local pub in the area with a bunch of fishermen. This is not the one where your friend was propositioned behind a bus shelter? Uh, that was on Sky. But, but not, not by the fishermen? Not by the fishermen. Okay, all right. No. Good to get that cleared up. But this, this, this looks like a very, um, is this a new bottle or a retro label? I don't know. I don't know. They also do another um, brand or another make, um, the Talisker Dark Storm, which I've also got, which is a very dark, it's similar label, very that, dark. That's not the normal Talisker label, though. Isn't it? No, it's okay. not. So that must be oh. more of like some kind of special edition. It could be. Well, anyway, as as you say, we'll, um, we'll tweet out a, um, a photo of it later. But anyway... What are, you, what are you thinking? Again, the, the fairly standard, um, you know, whiskey kind of colour. <laughs> it's the colour of whiskey. It is the mm. colour of whiskey. I don't think, it's interesting, eh? Because I think red wine, white wine. Yeah. Rosé. Yeah. Differences in colour. Yeah. Coke, Fanta, lemonade. Mm. Differences. Yes. Whiskey. Pretty much the whisk, same. Some kind of whiskey time. gob. Yeah, well, some of them are very pale. That's, well, that you is did, true. Like, is it the Japanese whiskies are often quite pale, I think. Oh, it's quite, it's quite potent on the, on the palate. <laughs> it's big, a little bit big flowers. It's just at the back of my throat, the wrong, the wrong position. It's nice. It's nice. But so I was thinking the main taste that I'm getting is salted caramel. I think that's actually from you an unusually accurate and succinct <laughs> and description. So, yeah, no, I know. Normally it'd take me several minutes to spit that out, but no, 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 no it's because I prepared it earlier. But it's very salty. I, I understand I, what you're saying about the saltiness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But salty and sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's and nice, it's, actually. And it's quite oily as well. Like, it's, you know, the sort of the mouthfeel is very, you know. The finish is quite long. Like, the, the spicy, the slightly peppery spice lingers on the tongue for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. And it does that thing where it goes to the, to the sides of your tongue. Do you, you know, like, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I, I didn't get that, but maybe it was the way I drank it. I, I <laughs> am feeling that warm, it's that, that warm, warm glow down my esophagus. Yeah, yeah, that'll mm. keep you warm on those cold nights in the eye of the sky. Mm, the esophageal glow. Yeah, no, but it's mm. it, it's beautiful. But as I um, nice. as I said before, this was I think probably one of the first whiskies I ever tried, and I remember when I was at university, like I was twenty or something, um, uh, going for coffee with uh, with. A friend of mine, um, a girl who I ordered like a flat white and she ordered a whiskey. And I thought as a 20 year old, that's a fairly pretentious thing to do. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was a telescope that she ordered. Really? Yeah, yeah. She was ahead of her time. She, she was, was ahead of, yeah. And this is like, what, the late 90s or something. Wow. And uh, and for a 20 year old. You didn't marry her? No, I didn't. Well, because mm. I thought, how pretentious is that? Have a whiskey. But and now I've got the same of you and your flat white. Look at him. Oh, Where does he think he is? I'm a loser. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but now looking back on it, I can kind of see what what she was um what she was getting at. But it's sort of how did you get into whiskey? That is a very good question. Um, because it's quite an acquired taste, I think. You know, it's not something you sort of take your first dram and think, "My God, I'm going to drink that for the rest of my life." It's no. sort of almost have to force yourself to. Well, because it can go the other way. It. If you get the wrong one, of yeah, course, yeah, you'd be put off it for life. Yeah. Um, and Ardberg Curry reckon that your first experience <laughs> of whiskey will be enough to... Well, you can be a whiskey connoisseur, <laughs> a whiskey lover, and you still find that a little bit... I'm trying to remember, because my family didn't drink a lot of... I think I actually started, it was more like through the sherries. I came through sherry. Did you? Yeah. Is this sherry because you were stealing it out of the parents' drink cabinet? It was easier, yeah. Yeah. My dad had a couple of bottles of whiskey, but he didn't drink whiskey. He drank sherry in the winter mm. and gin in the summer. Mm. 
and I think so. I used to have the odd little sip of sherry, and then, geez, honestly, I couldn't tell. Oh, it would have been a similar university, like the single mm. molds, though. So How many drams out of ten for the Talisker Sky? I personally give that about a seven and a half. It's sort of it's it's kind of in my wheelhouse, but it's a little bit too salty, a little bit. Right. I think actually that's the kind of whiskey that would probably be described if we went onto mastersmalt.com, would probably be described as iodine. What, have an iodine kind of flavor. Do you think so? Yeah, I think it's got that medicinal sort of... Do you think... Really, I'm not getting the medicinal thing at all. Aren't you? No. No, okay. I'd give that a six for me. Oh, you're not not a fan. I think it's okay, but I think there are lots that are way better. Yeah. 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 But it's um, it's It's very much... It's drinkable. I'd have one, maybe two. It's very much... Bottles. Okay, well... (laughs) Well, once again, can I point out, I'm supplying the whiskey this evening. You are. So anyway, so that was the Talisker unnotated age-wise whiskey. I'm giving it a seven and a half. Kevin... I'm giving it a six. six. The Talisker Sky. Uh, But uh, yeah, keep an eye on the Twitter and uh, and we'll post a photo. The headlines. What's been in the news this week? What's caught your attention, Kev? Do you want to kick things off? You want me to kick things off? Yeah, why not? Oh, this is so gracious to... Hand me the conch. Just, just keep it snappy. Keep it snappy. <laughs> You've got man. things to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have, I'll have opinions which are worth listening to. But, so what caught my eye this week was there. So uh, Auckland in New Zealand is in a lockdown level two and a half, which is just as confusing to it's everyone out confusing. there, I think. They we, basically made up these head, these these levels mm. and are kind of back defining them. Mm. Okay, so we had, that impression as well? Yeah, so lockdown level four was a total lockdown in New Zealand. Level three was um, you had there were restrictions, but you could go out and about, but schools were still closed. And then level two is largely back to normal with some contact tracing. So now Auckland's in this kind of level mm. two and a half, and you're not supposed to have gatherings of more than 10. Mm. But that didn't stop the QAnon uh, conspiracy theorists from what gathering. What from the States? Well, that, 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 that QAnon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That New Zealand's uh, QAnon oh believers who are now, because we've got an election coming up in a month or so, who have now formed a political party. And uh, there was a thousand of them unmasked in contravention of all the level two and a half guidelines um, who staged a march uh, in central Auckland protesting against the loss of freedom. Right. Mm. Um, and just holding up random signs that said things like China and uh, save our children. And you okay. know you know who they're saving the children from? Uh, the cabal of pedophiles yeah, of and course. Hollywood. Yeah, uh, yeah of course. And all, who of run course. the world. Right, yes. right. No, good to have that cleared up. So, yeah. No, it was great. They got And they got a shit ton of publicity over it. And, weirdly, um, the police were there for the whole thing. Yeah. And I don't think anyone was fined or... Even though, you know, they yeah, yeah. the whole Clearly COVID contribution. Yeah, yeah. And oh, so anyway, this is part of the advanced New Zealand party that's been formed for the election. So I don't know um, anything about I haven't really been paying attention to those fringe parties. There seem to be a few of them cropping up like Well this yeah, fungus. well this has happened pretty fast, right? And yeah. this is suddenly and this is obviously directly influenced by QAnon in the States, the conspiracy theory thing. There was a really interesting article, um, in the New York Times, and there's a doco on Netflix about this called The Social Dilemma, right. which is how social media is contributing to this polarization globally, right? Yeah. So you get all these extreme views and this QAnon conspiracy theory, you know, 5G cell towers responsible for COVID, yeah. all this other stuff, right? Yeah. It's a government plot. Um, 
So that's all spread via social media. And now there are pockets of it in Europe. And now New Zealand has its very own political party, basically dedicated to propagating this fucking nonsense. Oh, great. Yeah. Not, not the National Party? No. <laughs> right, okay. Because okay. I remember in the 80s and 90s, there was a party called the McGillicuddy Serious Party. Yeah, they yeah. were hilarious. Yeah, they were always the joke party. Yeah. They had better policies <laughs> and more believable policies. Their policies were things like, I don't know, teaching cows to, to speak English yeah. or something like that. So we, you know. Yeah. Yeah, sort of just abolishing. But I'm a bit confused taxes. because I thought the whole thing about QAnon was that it was very much about the uh, the reaction to President Trump, if you can call him president. No, it was, and so it's, it's quite U.S. specific. But I guess my vague understanding of that whole conspiracy is that it's basically everything is connected. So I guess it's a global it, conspiracy. It makes sense that it's yeah. not really confined to the U.S. So basically, anyway, I saw this thing, and the whole thing boils down to that. Um, all the world's governments or the deep state and this cabal have got together and manufactured this virus and gone to the trouble, as you said, yeah. of spreading it globally, yeah. all to keep frickin' Dwayne from yeah. Die Happy yeah. in his house right, all the time. Okay, because Dwayne's our main problem Dwayne's in this world at the moment. Clearly Dwayne a from, threat to government. From Die Happy. Dwayne, yeah. yeah. What I can't understand... Just going going back to the whole difficulty of organised deep, deep state conspiracy, I thought the main argument with government is that government's useless and you had to leave everything to the private sector because government can't organise anything. <laughs> well, that's not, not, those that's, two ideas kind of tend to run a little counter to it. Total contradiction, right? Mm. Because if this is true, this is the most incredible act of government efficiency yeah. you've ever come across. Really should in your be life. applauded, if anything. <laughs> should <laughs> should be held well up as a case done, study yeah. for future generations. On how government can really work. <laughs> This is how we can make a difference. Genuinely, look at this in the space of what? When did this come out? February. Mm. In, in eight months, we've completely revolutionized the world order. A couple of hundred years. Imagine what we could progress. do if we applied this kind of diligence to public transport. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, mm. okay. Well, that's given, put a real spring in my step, Kevin, as if I didn't have anything more to worry about in this world. We now have the rise of conspiracy theories here in New Zealand. Yet another yeah. thing to thank the US for. Well, thank it is, you. basically. That, but, and the New Conservatives and the Advanced New Zealand Party. And weirdly, I saw on someone's front lawn, you know, Avant, Vote Advance mm. New Zealand. They had the sign out. Right. It's just down the road. Right. Like, what are you on about? This mm. couldn't be more ludicrous. It makes the flat earthers look totally rational yeah it's just insane so that was the thing that grabbed my attention anyway this shit's coming to the mainstream well not the mainstream it's fringe as but it's the public consciousness wonderful so Mm. by way of contrast Mm. what i wanted to bring to the uh to the pod this evening different tone i swore uh an article i think in the bbc or the guardian or something like that about an 18 i've got to get this right an 18 year old who was selling an unbroken collection of Macallan whiskies that he had been given every year on his birthday since the day of his birth by his grandfather. He was selling it for something like £40,000, and he was going to use it to buy a first house. Wow. And I thought... Had he tried any of them? No, no, no. So that was one of the rules that his grandfather had imposed. He said, you're not allowed to open them. So they're, they're, they're in like that an condition. It's like supposed if, to be an investment. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know if he had given them to his grandson, sort of thinking, right, this is going to be worth a hell of a lot of money. Mm. I think I think it was more 
you're only three years old. Please don't drink this beer. I'll get in I'll get in with you, Mum. Yeah, yeah, she won't like that. Um, but so anyway, so he built up this collection of an unbroken set of McKellen whiskeys, like, you know, the 75, the 76, the 77, all the way through to oh. whatever. Um, in mint condition, like, unopened out of the box and all the rest of it. And, um, yeah, they put it on the market. And it turns out there's quite a lot of interest in, in a collection of... Of McKellen's. 18-year-old. Apparently quite collectible. Wow. Yeah, so every year was the 18-year-old edition for, you know, that, that year's release. So, there you go. Oh, so every, so so every, every year, year a new 18-year-old 18 release came out. So he's got 18, 18-year-olds. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yes. Wow. Uh, 40, if, you, if you had 40,000 quid just sort of knocking around, would you spend it on a whiskey collection? Well, no, because I think this is the point. He was only spending £100... Or, no, you know, if you would, you buy the collection. If you had oh, forty thousand pounds, well, if I was a you know, hugely wealthy, chuck on whatever, you know, Asian podcaster. industrialist or something like that. Why would you have to be Asian? Because that was what the story said. That it was huge interest from Asia and the Middle East, I believe. Oh, okay. They they seem seem to be big into their whiskey collection. What well, I was they thinking, are though. The, the, the whiskey thing's massive over there. Well, the Japanese yeah, whiskeys, obviously, and fine wines as well. Mm. But I was thinking it'd be kind of. I'd sort of feel a little bit sad selling this this collection that had taken, you know, 18 years to build up. It was this kind of family tradition. Was his grandfather still alive? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. He, and he blessed the sale? Yeah, I think so. I guess if you're giving up a whiskey collection to buy a house, that's not mm. bad. Yeah. Not a bad trade. So That's a very cool way of kind of providing that, you know, that little foundation, that little nest egg. Yeah, if only we could find the next, the, the equivalent McKellen what for be? 18 years' time. It's probably just still the McKellen. It's just, it's it's just everybody's going to dive into McKellen Futures. <laughs> well, that's now. what I mean. <laughs> sort of, I need some options of McKellen if I could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's the see, the price will, is going to go through the roof. Well, that or the price will go through the floor because everybody's, you know, buying into McKellen in a big way. Scarcity, though. Well, that's the thing, I guess. It's something that you can't um, produce, well, you can produce more of, but not of that year. Mm, so, yeah. Right. So, I guess if you could find the, find the right um, uh, commodity... It's like um, well, first editions or something like sneakers, that. Sneakers, you know. You know? I got a, yeah, yeah. a good friend of mine collects sneakers. Really? Yeah. How many sneakers do you have? Uh, like a in lot. hundreds. Or yeah, what? like he collects Air Jordans, Nike Air Jordans. Oh, really? Yeah, and Adidas Yeezys, right? And he was see, I me, can see that taking off. Mm. But Not that I'm an expert. He but. was telling me because hey, he saw. He said he saw someone who was wearing a six and a half thousand dollar pair. Of just Nikes, because they're collectible. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of luck mm. to even get the right thing. He said he bought a pair for like $1,500 mm. online in some auction, mm. sold them a few months later for like $6,000 or something like that. Mm. Just like that, boom, profit. Yeah. Mm. So there are all these little avenues. Yeah, or things like Lego or, mm. um, or books, you know, signed books. Although I guess, you know, they're sort of produced in such kind of quantities that it's hard to get that sense of exclusivity you know? yeah rare vinyl records I always you know oh, yeah. dream of oh, i'll go into a record store and i'll, oh, I'll find you know the first ever pressing of the white but album it, with john's spittle but even if you found like new albums you know new albums by i don't know name band you know pressed in vinyl these days would they in 30 years time have become rare enough to sort of gain that kind of value do you think I don't or know. are they easy enough? Are they sort of produced in? I've got this rare companies? MP3. Yeah, or Apple. Um, yeah, 
original editions of the iPod or whatever. Mm, there were only 6.2 billion of this particular <laughs> model made. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them end up in the bottom of the ocean yeah, with microplastics. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's probably not so many things that are going to fall in that category anymore, are they? But, uh, no. yeah. Anyway. It'd be nice to find the one. Mm. Turning now to our parenting segment. Mm. We are the two tired dads. Theoretically, we should know something about dadding. Step, step into our office. Step into our the, office. The doctors will see you now. <laughs> the, the dads will the yell dads. at you now. Yeah, that's right. The dads will be grouchy and give yeah. you a little bit of attention. And pissed off. Now, mm. Kevin, we have discussed DIY failures and yeah. inabilities and, um, and general kind of inadequacies on this podcast on several occasions now. On that note, mm. can I just say mm-hmm. that I had this past weekend just finished painting the, it is now complete, the wardrobe. So the the interior cool. of the wardrobe mm. is, I believe, uh, resine hijinks. I think hijinks. The color is, what sort of resine? color is hijinks? It's um, is it like a bright orange? And then so the, is that the outside or that's the, the interior? That's the interior. Why did you go orange for the interior? Mainly because this is for the boys' room, and we said, "What color would you like us to paint the interior?" <laughs> and he said, "Orange." Okay, you went with it. Yeah, we went with it. Normally, normally when we have that situation with our kids, we say, "What would you like?" Uh, no, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Anyway. You were doing more genteel things. I was doing more genteel things. So my son has um, joined Cubs, the you know, the junior version of Scouts, and he's loving it. He's absolutely loving it. Although I think the reason he loves it is because basically all the boys from his class and it's at six thirty at night, mm. six o'clock at night. Um, so he gets to stay up a little bit later because it runs to seven thirty, eight o'clock, and it's in the middle of the um, the night, well, it's it's dark, and they do a lot of running around outside mm. in the pitch black, just what, what kind prompted of terrorizing this? the neighborhood. Um, oh, well, the initial thing was just a friend of his had done it and said that he really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, but also, like, we kind of were looking for ways to encourage a little bit of independence, a little bit of you know responsibility, and all the rest of it. Mm. And, you know, because um, your boy's how old now? He's eight, yeah, or eight and a half, right. um. And yeah, we sort of wanted to give him a chance to do something a little, you know, less ordinary, or at least that's not sport or mm. playing the piano, something a bit different. Yeah. Um, and he's absolutely taken to it. He he. So how long has he been doing it for? Oh, about two and a half months now. Is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he got into because you it. get the badges and stuff in cubs. You so. get the badges and you get the you get the scarf. Um, and but it, the thing about cubs. And I did it. I remember doing it for about three weeks when I was scouts when I was um, younger. And I remember really enjoying the first week or two, and then thinking, "Fuck this! It's a cult. Like it's you know, like they, they've got you know, it's like QAnon for children. It's a little bit. It's like a feeder program for QAnon. <laughs> it's a feeder, yeah. You know, because they've got That's the right. they've got the the you know the little handshakes and uh, you know salute you know the three fingers it's a bit masony it's a bit masony and mm. so at the st- i think the start and the end of each session they kind of go on a horseshoe and they there's like this call and response thing we will do our best 
yes, we will kind of thing. And then they have to salute the flag and Baden-Powell himself and the Queen. And it's 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 a bit of a throwback. And yeah. I guess it's kind of nice in a way, but... So they still do that. It's like it hasn't sort of modernised. No. It's still about... Well, it doesn't you seem know, for, for flag and no, Queen and country. And yeah, and, and, and public service. And I think, mm. you know, it's, it's kind of good. Although, interestingly, we just had our house renovated i sort of thought oh that's okay when you're that age and you sort of grow out of it and all the rest of it but did you know that it goes at least in new zealand it goes cubs and scouts mm. then i think for sort of late teens there's venturers venturers yeah did you know there's also another one for like mid to late 20 year olds called rovers i think really yeah and because and the reason i know this is because our house was being renovated uh recently and um the the electrician came along with his apprentice who was in his mid-20s you know and um and he saw alex's cubs shirt you know hanging on the back of a chair and he said oh you, you've got the kid doing cubs and i said oh yeah son he said yeah i do rovers and i asked what the hell was that he said it was basically you know for 24 to 29 year olds what kind of badges are you earning between the ages of 24 and 29 my mind as well (laughs) how many badges are there left to get wow the badges of life (laughs) you're not going into the ones that the cubs are allowed to get at this point well presumably you've tied all the knots you can tie you know how to light a fire So they obviously do good. Don't take the piss out of them. They obviously do good work. No, no. And and he was very he was very nice guy. And um, and yeah. And I guess the sort of the general spirit was nice. But anyway, so Alex really got into it. But the last couple of weeks they've been doing, and I get the feeling this is a kind of. Can I just interrupt with my one abiding memory of cubs? Yes. It was the first time I ever saw a rabbit skinned. So did you ever have that? Did you earn that badge? The try not to puke while you see an animal being skinned. No, I didn't. But funny you should mention this because I think the um, the thing that turned me off scouts a little bit older was one night, like my third night there, we all went out and um, a bunch of the guys found a baby possum and basically bludgeoned it to death. Oh, on nice. a rock. And yeah. I thought, you know what, that's. Mm. That's not for me. Yeah. It's pretty cruel. Like, yes, they're a pest, but you don't need to basically wow. torture it to death. Did they anyway, get a badge for that? <sighs> I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, I, at that point, I thought, mm, this yeah. is getting a little too Lord of the Flies for me. It's mm. going to be me next. <laughs> That's right, the weakest. <laughs> it's going to be my head on the, <laughs> yeah. on yes, the pike. Piggy. Yeah. Um, oh, right. So you saw a rabbit skinned. Yeah. So Did you I, actually I, have to do anything? No, yourself? we just watched. So I just, yeah. I was you know, eight or nine, and they brought in this sort of fluffy rabbit and it was obviously it was dead yeah. at that point well not necessarily obviously well, okay well it You're was all required yeah to it wasn't beat it <laughs> oh god it was a spoon or something i just remember the guy just being in this little cub hall scout hall and the guy laid it down on the floor and it's sort of fluffy innocence took out his knife big slit down the stomach and just sort of peeled the pelt off the skin oh. until it was like because there's that layer between the skin, the fur, the yeah, pelt, yeah. and everything that keeps the organs from falling out. <laughs> and obviously, if you, it seems like if you're quite skilled, you take this off and this layer remains. Right. The meat? No. Is it the meat? Oh, well, no, it's like a, a thin sort of gossamer. Um, oh. What would you... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's translucent. Stuff, stuff I believe, yeah. is the technical term. Stuff, yeah. yeah. The stuff. And then you... Right. tore that open and the organs were the only sort of gave a rough sort of dissection of this rabbit oh my god i oh know that's pretty it was confronting pretty confronting for a night <laughs> it was pretty raw i don't know i don't think we will we're good. today we're going to talk about rabbits oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. we like rabbits <laughs> oh, I, i've got i've got four at home 
What, what do you want to know? Oh, yes. We're going to talk about the inside of a rabbit's but this bit. So what did, your, what did your little mates make of it? I can't Were remember. Were you the only one just traumatised by that? I don't. I th- I've just tried to block it out. Yeah, yeah. you would. I don't think I lasted much longer. At <laughs> well, I don't blame you. That sounds, sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, it was never for me anyway, for no. whatever reason. But that was, I think that was the catalyst for like, yeah, this, maybe. This is a bit creepy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my abiding memory of it, which is probably unfair. But it's great. It sounds like your boy's loving it. Yeah, I'm a and bit nervous about what they're about to, get to, to do, you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so so the last couple of weeks we've been making um, these, well, they call them block cars. Um, it's basically a, just a chunk of wood, and you've got to, you've got to carve it into the shape of a car. And then so you've, paint you've carved that out of a single block yeah, of we'll, wood. Yeah, we'll post, we'll post this to, to Twitter. No, Alex has carved this. Okay. He that's the official story, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so, but this is so. This is part of the story. So it came as just like this oblong chunk of pine, and they had to kind of draw a design that they wanted, and then um, a bunch of. So earlier in the week, um, the scout leader had put out a call for people, you know, mainly dads, frankly, mm. um, who had power saws or tools or something like that they could bring along and, and help kind of do this thing, you know. So people brought along these motorized jigsaws and all the rest of it. And um, and some of them had brought along like handheld things, but then rigged up an entire kind of self-supporting stand around it, you know, just knocked it up, you know. And I was like, oh my God, this is... <laughs> and what did you put along your, your PhD thesis? Well, they <laughs> said, bring along anything you think might be useful. So I brought along a couple of bits of sandpaper and that was about it. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what I'm let, doing. Let me read to you while you carve your wood. And so and so they had, so the, so the kids had to sketch the design t- tell whoever was operating these these uh, power tools how they want oh to so cut, someone cut it I cut see, it I'm for them. You. okay uh and then basically they had to do all the sanding and then mm. you know we've been painting them all over but i confess i so there were about six or seven other dads there who all came along you know fully kitted out safety goals work boots you know tool belts <laughs> yeah, yeah, right and i came along just in shorts sports shoes with no idea, and I don't think you know. Like How'd I you usually, I usually feel pretty useless and out of my depth when it's around <laughs> DIY. But when there are other people who are really good at DIY, it's like I, I sort of stop being embarrassed at that point. I'm like, you've embraced. You're just well. It's kind of like somebody's asked me to speak Latin or something. I'm like, oh, mm. I don't know. I, Which I, is I, the I common language of the DIY. By the the way. DIY is yeah. Requisat in pace, oh, Steve. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tempest Fugit, so, Jim. And I was just kind of standing, but I stood around. I have never felt that out of place. And I've been, I've been out of place in a lot of contexts <laughs> in my life. True. Even, as, yeah. as you know full well, you've mm. been in, in those places with me. Mm. I've been slightly more in place, but still. You know. <laughs> um, and I, I was just stood there for the whole evening thinking, I have nothing to contribute whatsoever. And I actually felt slightly bad for Alex that he had such a useless father at that oh, point. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, so anyway, hey, I, we can add a little, a little audio sympathy groan to that piece too. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, yeah, some tears or a did little violent. Did you genuinely feel like slightly emasculated? Uh, not exactly emasculated, but certainly, I literally everybody else seemed to be doing something. Mm. You know, like they were kind of offering advice. Well, the world or... needs the thinkers as well as the doers, Andrew. Yeah, but Do I wasn't doing I any of it. I was just kind of reading my phone. I think. <laughs> Hey, I could tweet this. Yeah, well, I'll, I, I I'll could put write it on your, Instagram. You could write you a poem or a, you know analysis mm. of it. Um, I'll come up with some it. hashtags, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> leave, it, leave it to me. Don't worry, don't worry. I got this. 
Honestly, yeah. the most yeah, most mortifying. Well, not not really, because as I say, I, I had I knew I had absolutely nothing to contribute. So at least I wasn't that guy saying, "Oh, oh maybe we could do it like this." Well, see, that would have been like, worse, right? To, yeah. yeah, to be yeah. the guy who was trying to kind of think. I know a bit, but I just forgot to bring my circular saw. <laughs> you no. know, you just they at took least one you look at me and the thought, fact you don't know it. No, they took one look at me and thought, "This guy does not have a circular saw." We just <laughs> we just the general vibe he's giving off. Yeah, he doesn't. Have a so, do you feel that Alex was embarrassed? No, because in a funny way, I think kids at that age don't re- they they don't he's pick up young. on they don't pick up on that sort of thing. Just mm. the fact that he's allowed to play with power tools, I think, was all he was really thinking about. <laughs> like, power tools were there just... rabbits involved with the power tools? <laughs> well, that might be next week's activity. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Disembowel with this <laughs> angle grinder. Yeah, that's... Oh, I got my disemboweling gonna... badge. Yeah, okay, we're going to recreate <laughs> uh, this episode of Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so no, so it was it was a, it was a slightly mortifying experience, but I, I I feel like I have come to my own when it's come to painting it. Like I I I do know how to paint shit. Um, that, I was in, not in aware of that until colors. I saw this. Yeah. So mm. anyway, so you've painted so this. You've kind of said, Alex, this is leave this, this is how it's going to be. Don't touch it. <laughs> don't whatever you do, touch it. I think it is supposed to be mainly their work. But I, are you going to be their father who does that little bit does there. their children's projects for them? Well, I do have some family history in this respect, Kev. So my dad, because funnily, I can't speak Latin, but I did actually study Latin at school for a couple of years. We had to do these Latin projects, and my third form Latin project, yeah, it was like... When were you at school? In the 1956? No, I went to quite a traditional boys' school, and they still offered Latin. I don't know if they still do it, but anyway, so I did Latin. Um, And you had to do a project, and it was like, not about the language, but just about the culture or something like that. And I decided... it might we might have actually been required to do a mosaic, like recreate a Roman mosaic or something mm. like that. And <laughs> I remember one guy; he literally forgot about it until about ten minutes before the class. We were due to hand it in, and he just had. Do you remember those coloured kind of um, uh, folder dividers? Yeah, you know, it would be yeah. like orange, blue, yellow, yeah. red, green. That was about it. He just cut those up into big strips and said, "Look, it's a rainbow." <laughs> that was his mosaic. <laughs> A Roman rainbow. A Roman rainbow. By okay. contrast, my father, for some reason, I mentioned to him that I had to do a mosaic about three weeks before. I was going, oh, I've got to do this homework for this class. And he said, really? All right. And he took me to the university library. We did some research into the Roman mosaics that had been uncovered, how they were made and all the <laughs> He chose, he chose the he mosaic chose that we were going to do, which was something like Gorgon's head medusa thing wow and then he got a whole pile of test pots he got he came up with a whole system sort of sticky paper with a sticky backing Mm. he got a whole pile of test pots um from from the you know might attend painted a whole pile of different colors that we would need cut them out into tiny like millimeter by millimeter squares did he brought home a light box like an artist's light box from from work put it down so we could kind of see through where where each piece was to go. Got tweezers putting these bloody pieces on. It took like two weeks non-stop work, like day and night. I didn't I don't did think you, I did Did you get a look in? He basically did that. He did exactly what I'm doing to Alex. He got 10 out of 10 for his Latin project, you? but it's still probably the, one of the proudest achievements of his life. Moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the high point of his education as well, I think. <laughs> So anyway, so there is a bit of history. So there's precedent. Okay. There is some precedent. The Smith men do take their, mm. their DIY 
their their children's DIY project seriously. I feel like looking at the paint job on this. This this does this is not two weeks worth of careful effort. Well, it's only the first coat. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, it's, it's not gonna, finished. It's going to have some lacquering, some varnishing, maybe a little bit of. You're not going to start again. I might start again. I might um, get Alex to do another one, and uh, so I can just I think experiment with some the better shape designs. Of the, the shape of the vehicle is quite good. Yeah, well, that's Alex's work. That's quite. I, good I would have thought you liked the flames coming out the front of the car. I, I do. <laughs> that's. I do like the. Um, uh, maybe I'll, I'll give you the um, feedback sandwich. I think you've tried really hard. <laughs> here um perhaps next time you could be more careful mm. with the flames and make them not shit do you know um, how hard it is to paint using you house paint really want to applaud your efforts how is that for a feedback sandwich thanks very much mm. painting with house paint like doing artistic painting with house paint really fucking difficult i don't recommend it did you tape no see the key is you to can't tape tape around all those little tiny little oh, bits you, of flame your dad would have yeah, you probably would have, actually. Mm, yeah. Oh, low blow. Oh, okay. Bringing in your it's father. It's pretty raw, actually, kid. Thanks very much. Taking me back to those dark places. You're dead. You, you should have gone he to the library. He would have done a better job. Researched hot rod design patterns of the 1950s. Look. Taped it up. Well, you could have even just actually cut that on a piece of paper and then just put the paper down. Like a stencil. You know what? Mm. In all seriousness, all jokes aside, I should have done that. That would have been a good idea. You've drawn it freehand. It's admirable. I didn't even draw it freehand. I traced it. <laughs> From what? <laughs> One of the designs they gave the design. Oh, fuck it. All right, fine. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, Kevin. We might leave things there, unless you have anything to add to, uh, to the previous foregoing discussion. Uh, no, no, nothing to add to the agenda at this late stage. It's been a pleasure as always, Andrew. It has been a pleasure. I've enjoyed having you over, supplying the whiskey yet again. Uh, I've enjoyed being the recipient of said whiskey. <laughs> For those of you who have missed it, we were reviewing the, uh, the Talisker, whatever the hell it was. Talisker Sky, un- mm. Age Unknown. Uh, age Unknown. Um, if you have any comments uh, of your own or any um, equally, if you've got any um, anecdotes you would like to tell about your time in Cubs or Scouts, uh, mm. your any conspiracy theories you'd like to share with us, um, please do so. Are you a QAnon supporter? Yeah, and do, why? Have we have we missed out any key features of the theory that you would like to bring to our attention? Mm. If we have, uh, you can find us at tired underscore dads on Twitter or on Facebook. We don't have the Insta anymore. You won't be no. able to send any um, any special photos uh, of yourself wearing your, you know, V for Vendetta mask or whatever <laughs> yeah. the hell it is. That's right. So, yeah, please get in touch with us on social media. And until next time, that's Andy signing out. And uh, Kev also signing out, <laughs> if that's what we do now. <laughs> yeah. Have a good week, everyone. See you later.